now when I talk about um, basic watering with my clients, um, that's eat, sleep, breathe, repeat. Because when you're going through a very difficult time, it's e very easy to not eat because we we've lost all our appetite. You know, sleeping can become, you know, affected. Breathing, you know, we, we forget to breathe. If we're in pain, we hold our breath. So we become even more anxious. So all of these things. So it's a bit of a, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a fun thing, but it's it's actually really, really important. You know, and I, and I do I do practice that. I practice it on a daily basis because it's really important. Hello and welcome to Grief, Gratitude and the Grey in Between podcast. This podcast is about exploring the grief that occurs at different times in our lives in which we have had major changes and transitions that literally shake us to the core and make us experience grief. I created this podcast for people to feel a little less hopeless and alone in their own grief process as they hear the stories of others who have had similar journeys. I'm Kendra Rinaldi, your host. Now, let's dive right in to today's episode. Thank you for joining us in today's episode. Today, I am speaking with Julie New. Julie is an experienced personal recovery coach specializing in helping people after difficult and sometimes traumatic life changes. She is also an author of two books, uh, Who Are the Flowers in Your Garden, and the other one called The Grief Garden Path. Thank you, Julie, for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, it's We've we've been trying to do this, haven't we, for for a little while? And <laughs> it's all good. It's all, you know, it happens when it's supposed oh to goodness. happen. Maybe yeah, maybe well, other exactly. things that yeah. yeah. I think you're right. I think yeah, you're right. Edward, it's, yeah. a, it's all it's all good. I so love the way you say, to... "Who are the flowers in your garden?" I think it's just lovely. Oh, well, we have, to, it, we have to get you to do a voiceover for me. I think. Oh, who, what for? Who are the who are the who flowers, are the flowers in, your... in your garden? Yes. What, what is it just how the how I emphasize yeah or where I emphasize oh yeah, you've got a lovely <laughs> well, voice lovely well thank you that's really kind of you it's so funny because when I hear back I don't the episodes so that I can go ahead and kind of write down and edit I do not like listening to my voice you know how your voice sounds different to you yeah. when you're hearing yeah. it in yourself when you're speaking so I don't like hearing my own voice which is interesting because here I am doing a podcast but um thank you I appreciate the compliment so Julie tell us about you of course people are listening to the beautiful accent which I do not know how to do very well I had to try to learn to do a British accent once for actually I think I've had to do British accent maybe twice in two different plays that I was in and I of course Yes, but I'd oh, struggle. I'd I always, struggle I always with it. think Bridget Jones. I mean, she she does such a good job. So, of, oh of, yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. I I always I'm always in awe of because she's Texan, isn't she? Yeah, and she is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she's uh, she's she amazing. So, yeah, oh, yeah. I am English. Yes, You're English. <laughs> I yes. Am what part of the UK? What what part of the UK do you live? For those that so, are familiar with the UK. Okay, so. I'm kind of north, just north of London, so um, in in a county called Bedfordshire, and uh, I live in a Grade Two listed thatched cottage, and uh, which yeah. I can see it's beautiful where you're right now. Yeah, well, I've had to, I've had to come up here because um, earlier it was really sunny. And it was just too sunny in, in Hope HQ, which is where I work. And, oh, complaining um, about the sun in England? <laughs> My goodness. It's like, that should be like a miracle, isn't it? Oh, it was a miracle. Like... It was, oh, praise the <laughs> Lord, it was a miracle. I was so, so blessed for the sunshine today. It was lovely. But um, it was just like in too much in my face, so I just thought I'm going to have to come up into this is this is where my 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 husband works. He um he calls himself a hobbit up here. Uh, yes, it's it's like it's like this little what what for the audience or the listeners. It's um it's like a the top of a like you know kind of like a little attic kind of nook kind of yeah, space that it looks so, like. The, with... Yeah, these these are 16th century beams. Wow. 
so it's beautiful. quite, it's, it's very, very old. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. You so almost you had a nervous there. breakdown when we moved here, but uh, yeah. Oh, really? How long have you lived there? <laughs> so we moved here two years ago. So um, okay. yeah, we, we only went out for some garden trellis. And uh, we came back with a grade two, this grade two listed thatch cottage and, and literally, <laughs> literally moved in within 12 weeks. So it, it was quite, um, yeah, it was quite a, quite a major thing, really. Yeah. Was it, it was a big change from how thing. you lived before? Was it a big change for how you lived before? Okay. Yeah. So I think it, yeah, I guess it was really um, because we, my daughter lived with us at the time and um yeah, so she, she went and found somewhere to live, and uh, we. So we, when we moved here, we literally, um, yeah, we were on our own. So it was really nice, actually. But that's that's so, a big transition too, because then you went also from having one of your children live with you to then on your own in a space that's mm-hmm. very different than what you're used to. So all those yeah. all those transitions, which we know yeah. can also create some grief, as you know, aspects bring some bring out some grief. Yeah parts of it yeah. too in that journey. So, yeah. um, yeah. that's, well, that's wonderful. So now you have, you mentioned one daughter, you mentioned your husband, do you have any other children? Yeah. So I've got another daughter who's older. Um, so she, she's 28 now and, uh, Polly's 25. Um, we just had on my first grandchild, which was Congratulations. really, really exciting. Yeah. He's called Roman and he's just an absolute joy. He's so, so lovely. He, he's, he's, already giggling at the age of three months I don't know how oh that's my happening goodness. but I think it's because everybody everybody that sees him just beams at him you know and laughs at him so or laughs with him and um yeah and uh, and then I've got a, a stepson as well called Austin and he is 22 so yeah um so yeah. I feel very blessed actually that I've got got my lovely family um that's beautiful and, yeah yeah so now tell us then it is, how it is that you decided to become a coach and especially mm-hmm. helping people in transitions. And yeah. I know you also have worked as a nurse and midwife. So tell us how you're a little bit more about your career and your journey and how that led you to where you are now. Yeah. So gosh, I, well, when I was very little, I always wanted to be a nurse always it was it was something that yeah I, I, I used to look after bees when they weren't very well and you know I, I was always off chatting to people and people have always been a really important thing for me and um, I think I've always cared about people and so when I became a nurse um, I, I loved it I loved nursing I loved mid you know went to became a midwife and um, in the UK um you know, we we do a lot as a midwife. You know, um, I think it's slightly different to the states. Um, so yeah, we we yeah, I just, yeah, I just I just loved it. And uh, and then what actually happened was I I landed up um, in a different kind of part of nursing, which was um, triage. And again, I really loved it. So it was taking the eyes away from the nurse. Um, and and people were saying to me, oh, you know do your patients not miss you? And, you know, oh, it's really sad that, you know, they can't, can't see you. But actually, I think, you know, like we're talking now, and you know, anybody that's listening, I think you, if you're somebody that hears what isn't, isn't being said, then, you know, it's, it's quite a skill. And I think I have that skill. Um, so I reached almost the top grade in nursing. And around that time, um well actually probably a few years before that um I um started having personal coaching for myself um I was in quite a an unhappy marriage and I had some changes that I needed to make um and a very good friend of mine actually became a coach and I was thinking what is she doing you know what (laughs) because in the UK at that point um so this is about 99 1999 so oh yeah, that's quite, early on. That's very early ago, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I, but I really trusted her, and uh, she was also called Julie. <laughs> and um, yeah, I trusted her, and I, uh, you know, and I think as a coach, you know, you people are trusting you with their lives, and you know, I, I, as a coach now, you know, I take that very seriously, and and Julie certainly did. Um, so I had coaching for quite a long time, and then 
I think a good coach will always ask really good questions, you know, because they make you think more deeply about your life. And she she asked me one day, she said, have you ever thought about becoming a coach, Julie? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, not really, because because I've been in you know a career that I'd loved and, and everything. And then I kind of thought about it and I thought, well, I've I've kind of always done that. Do you know what I mean? I've I've always um it with my teams at work, you know, I've always wanted people to grow and develop and you know, I I've yeah, that kind of thing. So so I kind of gave it some thought and yeah, I just was a crazy I did a crazy thing. I I decided to leave my you know, quite well paid at the time job. I was on my own with my girls, put them into one room, rented two rooms out of my house, did my coach training. Wanted to, I always knew I wanted to specialise in personal personal coaching. I, I didn't want, at one point actually when I qualified, I thought I was becoming a, a business coach <laughs> because, yeah. because people's businesses were growing, because they were happier within themselves. And of course, then I had to realise that actually, no, you're not a business coach. You're you're helping people on their personal journey. Um, and yeah, I just over a couple of years started specialising in helping people after difficult and sometimes traumatic life change. And, you know, so it might be a divorce, it might be a separation, it might be a bereavement, an illness, um, a disability, whatever it was, I had that ability to be able to help them through and beyond that. Mm. So that's, that's kind of that's, what that's how what you I, went, that's how you landed there so you had your own experience in a transition that you were having in your life going mm. through a, a divorce and well I'd gone, a, I'd, I'd gone through that yeah you had already yeah. gone through it when you started yeah. no when I mean when you started working with Julie you had already no gone no it. no no it helped me through that definitely. through that correct correct yeah. so you yeah. yourself yeah, sorry, had yeah. been through yeah. that you had been through an experience, you, you knew coach, you know, you found coaching to be helpful and helpful in your life, then yourself becoming a coach to help others in their own journeys and specializing, of course, in this aspect of when they're going then in, in certain types of transitions. Do you find that the fact that you yourself have gone through something that was life changing, you know, like the end of, um, relationship and or so forth and also shifting in careers too, changing in careers that's a huge transition there mm. as well from a nurse right to then yeah. changing to yeah. become a midwife do you find that your own life experiences give you a perspective a unique perspective when you're coaching others yeah I, th I think I think so although that's a really good question because I thought you were going to say to me to Pete to people um, I think people see see me in a slightly different way because I have been through difficult life change myself because the divorce was nothing in comparison to what we what we went through as a family after I qualified as a as a coach. So three years after I qualified, we had some really really difficult things happen. Um, and so I think I think from the perspective of people who come to me for, for coaching, I think they, they feel more understood because I've have been through difficult life change. And I can, I think they feel that I, I'm more, I have more of an understanding that actually I've always had the empathy. I've always had the compassion. I've always, you know, and, and as a midwife, actually, people used to say to me, oh, you must be a much better midwife now you've had children. And I used to think to myself, well, actually, I'm really not because I'm exhausted and <laughs> and, I, and I can't stay for a, del a delivery or I can't stay to help somebody breastfeed because, you know, I've got to go home to the children. So so I don't think it always follows that that you're better at your job because you've had an experience. I think it. Uh, you know, I think it can be, I think I'm, I'm good at what I do anyway, um, if that makes sense. Yes, Not yes. that I'm blowing my own trumpet or anything like that. But no, you know what, I, I think, no, you know what, I think that it isn't blowing your own trumpet. It's actually being, um, being grateful of the gifts you were given and mm -hmm. acknowledging that these are gifts you were given yeah. And yes, you ended up having life experiences that made you then 
kind of discover even more these gifts that you had and like, oh, I've always had these tools. Now I know why it is I'm supposed to use them, right? It's it, it's I, so by acknowledging that you've had them, it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I feel that we, we kind of shine away sometimes from uh, acknowledging our gifts because of this aspect of, oh, am I being too boastful? No, you're being grateful that you yeah. were given these gifts, you yeah. know. Um, so, and I do, yeah. I do feel very grateful. I really do. You know, I, I think, you know, it's like today. I, I've coached all day and oh, just the different, I know the difference it makes to, what is, well, the difference it's made today to those people to have that space, you know, for them to to have time and, and to have somebody, you know, be there for them. You know, and that that just makes me, you know, because my purpose on the planet is to motivate and inspire you or them to to be the best they can be in their world, regardless of what's what's happening or what's gone on. Mm. Um, because I think it is possible to, you know, to to live your best life despite very difficult times. You know, it yeah. is possible to move forward and to, you know, to somehow navigate. You know, and it, and it's it's who it's who joins us on that journey, isn't it? You know, it's it's um, it's quite an important thing, I think, who we invite in, which leads nicely yes. actually onto who are the flowers in your garden, because that's that's <laughs> how that's why it's you know that's what that book's about. It's it's about the people that we surround ourselves with, you know, the flowers in your garden and the you know, life's very much like a garden, isn't it? If you don't look after it, what happens to it? Mm. You, know, um, you know, I ask, I'll ask a bunch of children that and they'll put their hands up and they'll be like, oh, it, you know, it, it dies or it, you know, they know exactly what happens to a garden if it's not looked after, you know, and, and then, you know, we think about, you know, I think about people. Um, and in fact, I started my podcast um, just two hours ago my own oh. one and, and one of the questions that I asked was you know if you're a herb shrub flower or tree what would that your loved one be and why um and because because I was kind of branded in 2008 with a bright orange sunflower and that's how all this started it it, it set me thinking well if Susan thinks I'm a sunflower you know <laughs> what are you Kendra you know oh, what are all the people what? What are all the people that are listening? You know, and it's it's a very very interesting. I get some really good responses. It, it's it's amazing. Now, I, now it makes me think of. I need to learn more about names of flowers now to start thinking which kind of flower I am, or herb, or 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 shrub, or whatever. <laughs> and who are the people yeah. around? Or tree? Yeah, I'd have to learn more about the different. Uh, nature of each of them you know and the qualities yeah. of each one to know what it is who it is I am and who it is I surround myself yeah. with but that's a beautiful analogy now who are the flowers in your garden Julie who are those oh, around oh, you what a great question what a great question so well I would say Julie actually who I, I mentioned earlier she's a very special flower in my garden in fact I would say she's more She's more, she's, she's an English, she actually chose to be an English rose because um, she, she became, formed part of my, my coaching team at one point um, before devastation hit the garden and my personal garden. Um, and yeah, she, she's a definite flower in my garden. I've got another Julie who, who's a great, great friend of mine. Um, FYI, people listening to this, if you are a Julie, you can apply to be Julie's friend because as of now, she only has friends that are all Julie in her garden. It's true. It's true. Yeah. In fact, actually, when I worked as a midwife, there were seven of us. We're all called Julie. Oh my goodness. Is that a very English name? I don't know. Is it not? Is it, is it, is it, are there no, no Julies in America? There's Julies, but you know what? There's more like I. I have a lot of friends that are uh, a lot of Jennifers. I think it's generational. There's certain names yeah. that like 
all of a sudden, like a certain generation, like Jennifer's, Lisa's, you know, things like that. But I grew up in Colombia. So the States is my second, second home per se, in terms of where right. then I okay. had my adult yeah. life. I had my childhood in Colombia. So different names in Latin America than there are here. But, um, but yeah, but I just, the, the, mm-hmm. right now you two, two friends named Julie and you're how, so do yeah. you guys, how do you all call each other? Julie, you have Julie, to go by your Julie, last name. Jules. Yeah. that oh. is, It varies actually. And, but I'm actually seeing one of them um, at the weekend because it's my, my godson's, um, her son. And so oh, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm God, godmother to the groom. Congratulations to your friend Julie. So my apologies to interrupt about the Julie, <laughs> the Julie, uh, Julie, a little thing j- um, joke here. Okay, so Ju- yeah. the two Julies then that yeah, are and then, uh, part and then of your of course Amy, Amy and Polly are the most important flowers in my garden. They they're very very important. Um, I would say that my husband's um, a very strong tree um, right by my side. I think he's he's amazing um my godson he's he's probably a pink flower actually um and uh he's amazing as well he's great but yeah I'm, I'm very blessed actually I've got I've got some really really incredible people in my life and and I know that and I know um but but you know that's taken time I mean I was as I, as I alluded to earlier you know I was in a very difficult marriage for a very long time and I wasn't very happy at all um and maybe we should never have quite, you know, you, you know, you can look back and think, actually, you know, would I have chosen that? You know, I was very, very young and, you know, um, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, 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 a, it's an interesting question to be asked back to. <laughs> now you know how your, now you'll know how your podcast guests will feel when you ask them about their garden. <laughs> Now you know. You just got got the ball thrown back at you. I so, so. did. I really did. <laughs> oh, but no, no, I, I am very blessed though. Yeah, in answer to your question. No, I'm that's very, I'm So very you said you said well, Julie so. was a. I'm so sorry. Sorry if I'm interrupting. If the if I'm interrupting, sometimes the delay. So my apologies if I'm uh, talking over over you. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me now? Okay. Yes. 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 Um, Julie, so you said Julie, uh, the one that was your, you said she was, a, what is it, a royal, ro- what kind of rose again? English rose. English rose. So are you also an English rose? No, I'm a sunflower. <laughs> You're a sunflower. Oh, that's what you said, that yeah. you were branded a sunflower. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it was it yeah, Julie because, that because, said, yes, tell me. Do you want to know why? So yes, because, I do, absolutely. So Su- this is what Su- I, Susan gave me this. And actually, okay. I still kind of think I probably am. I always have an ability. Some flowers, I don't know whether you know this, but they have an ability to turn towards the sun in most weathers. So, and I'm a bit like that. I I tend to be able to in most weathers, you know, so if the weather gets a bit choppy or a bit stormy, I still have that ability to be able to see the positive side of things, um, which is why probably I became a coach because, you know, I can see different angles to things and illuminate a dark path. So, you know, I can help people kind of navigate a journey. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's uh, that's why I'm a, some. And I'm, I'm apparently I brighten up a room when I come into it. Anyway, so that, that yeah. apparently, yeah. That, so there we, that yeah. is. That is beautiful. Although today the sunflower literally walked away from the sun today. I into know, the, I did, into the... I did. I did. I thought I'd I'm better joking. come and, you know. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh. Taking taking the analogy to, to literal here. Um, <laughs> Julie, you, you were talking about the, the thing, you know, when you were going through that really hard period of your life, what, aside from having used coaching for your as a tool and that transition, mm. what other tools did you use when you were going through that period in, in your, in your life that helped you ease, um, the, the, the rough patch per se? Yeah. So, so it, it goes back to the analogy again, um, which I've had to learn the hard way. Um, and I've got my little trusty watering can here. I don't think you can see her. She's called Daisy Rose. So anybody that's listening, um, she's a little pink watering can. Um, With little eyes. With little little eyes. eyes, Yeah, little goggly eyes. (laughs) There they are. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's um, it's just really important, I think, for us to know what waters us, what what makes us tick, and what we need. Um, so I would say in the beginning, I I didn't really. I was in a really difficult place with my marriage, so I, I didn't have that ability to be able to um, differentiate and, and kind of know what. But over the years, I, I know what waters me now. So you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, it's, you know, but all of those things are really important. So so I would say things like um, going for walks with my dogs um, in nature. I'm very we're very lucky around here. It's, you know, we've got a beautiful area that we can walk in. Um, I think spending time with the people that I really love, um, surrounding myself with my flowers in my garden, I think is really important. Um, yeah, just getting enough sleep. That's really important to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, and when I talk about um, basic watering with my clients, um, that's eat, sleep, breathe, repeat. Because when you're going through a very difficult time, it's e- very easy to not eat because we we've lost all our appetite you know sleeping can become you know affected breathing you know we, we forget to breathe if we're in pain we hold our breath so we become even more anxious so all of these things so it's a bit of a um you know it's, it's a bit of a fun thing but it's it's actually really really important you know and I and I do I do practice that I practice it on a daily basis because it's really important so eat, breathe, sleep. Repeat. 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 That's, that's basic. Those are the basics. Yeah. But then you, but then as time passes and you start to, you know, so on a daily basis, you know, you, you, you need to be thinking about, you know, and for people like us who are kind, caring, compassionate, deep empathy for others, we're always giving, you know, always. So we're doing it in our sleep. So we have to remember to do those things. And I have a muscle memory around that now, but actually I still have to be reminded because sometimes I forget. So, um, I mean, an example actually would be uh, Sunday. So Sunday, just gone, oh, I had a lovely day planned, Kendra. It was so lovely. I was I was going to go for a walk and I was going to do a bit of painting and do different things. Not painting as in painting, painting, but painting a wall. So I'm not, I'm not very arty. And um, I got this phone call to go on the go on the TV in the UK, and I'd I'd never I've never done TV before, so I landed up having to prepare for that, and I I landed up having to go down to London to do it, and I had a most brilliant day. It was absolutely fantastic, but yesterday I was absolutely exhausted. <laughs> I was so tired, you know, and I just. Uh, and I, I really had to think to myself, you know, you need. So yesterday morning, I, I just took myself off for a walk and Roman came over and, you know, I had to, I had him for a couple of hours. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to not do very much. So I actually was kind of consciously thinking to myself, I need to make sure that I'm topped up because I've got a really busy week coming up. And then we've got the wedding and, and everything. So, yeah, so I, I am. I am quite good at watering myself now, I would say, but yeah, it hasn't always been the case. And I st- and, and I still need reminding. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's why you have the other flowers in your garden to also remind you, because they'll know, yeah. they'll know as your, you know, as your friends and your, you know, and your daughters and so forth, they'll know when they see that you may be yeah. a little off your game. Have you rested? Yeah. Have you, you yeah. know, what have you done for yourself, you know, lately? Because again, as it, as an empath kind of as you mentioned as well as what it is you do with you are empath yeah. right and that's your um and what it is you do that being this giver and opening your your energy field to uh to receive mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. others all their energy and all their things and their yeah. you know then you need to be able to also yeah flush flush it somehow <laughs> moving moving yeah. right and yeah. Uh, yeah and so forth and, too, and so. also and also I um so I had the the diff, really difficult things that I I alluded to um in the end actually I I had to um take a number of years out 
from my work. So I've actually only been back doing the work I love for the last three, three and a half years. Well, so um, how many years did you take a pause from it? About three and a half, four years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, because my, my second husband had become very, very poorly over a number of years and he passed away. It'll be nine, nine years ago um, in a few days time. So yeah, I, it was, I was just exhausted and, you know, there were other things, you know, going on, um, you know, and I was just completely and utterly devastated. You know, it was, Mm. I, I knew, I always had hope Kendra until the day he died that he would potentially get better um mm. when I first met him um and his story is actually in who are the flowers in your garden because at the time he is dedicated to him actually the the book um what is his what is what was your second husband's name Rob Rob, Rob. and okay. he was the most incredible man he really was um and yeah he 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 never complained. He he was paralysed from mid chest in a motorsport accident ten years before we met, and I never saw the chair. Honestly, I never saw the chair. I only ever saw him because mm. he, first of all, he was six foot five and he sat quite straight in the chair. Um, and in fact, I'm part of a group which is based in the the United States, um, which was started by somebody called Sarah Garriks. And she, she's the most incredible young woman. Um, she started um, a group, which is a Facebook group, which is called Wives and Girlfriends of Spinally Injured Men. Um, I don't think it's called that anymore, actually. I'm still a member, but I, I kind of stick around in there on the odd occasion that I'm needed. Um, sometimes, you know, they have um, some of the men that, that die. And, you know, I just kind of like pop in and just, you know, say, you know, whatever I need to say um yeah and yeah it's it's you know I see that as well it was it was incredibly helpful for me as well um at the time to have Um, that support so this is a sec so this was and and by the way I didn't ask you because you did say something hard had up but I I didn't want to intrude because I figured if you'd want to share about what had happened you would which now you're sharing. So thank you for sharing about, because that is another layer then of grief, of course, because you had then the, yeah. the death of a loved one. So, um, we, also, so then, we, also, we also, though, I don't know how to tell you this, Kendra. What? <laughs> Richard also passed away. So he passed away 12 years ago. So your first was, husband yes your yeah. your daughter's dad your yeah. so yeah. amy and polly's dad yeah so oh, he okay. he the best day of my life was the day i left him mm. <laughs> and the work but the worst day will remain i mean it was i would say would will remain the, the worst day of my life because he of the way that it happened um he died very suddenly and also the effect that it was going to have on our girls, on girls absolutely. You know, how old were just, they when their dad died so polly was just 13 that week and mm. amy was 16 and yeah so it was and she was doing her gcse's which is like the before you go the into test. into mm-hmm. you know the um your, sat is what the sats are here yeah probably, when you, yeah. yeah yeah so so yeah so we'd already you know, gone through that. And then Rob's health had started to deteriorate quite badly. We were living with him at that point. And um, so my girls lost, also lost their, their stepdad. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I never, I never, ever thought I would meet anybody as special as, as Rob, but actually I have, and I'm very, very lucky. Um, but I did need to take that time out. And, you know, and I, I would say to anybody, you know, going through difficult you know, difficult times, you know, give yourself what you need, because if you don't, you land up in a much, much worse place, much worse. And um, so I'm just gonna, my my hair's falling (laughs) over my face. Um, Yeah, you you know, this becomes even more important, you know, so I'm holding up my little little watering can. Um, Because if we do that, you know, I'm, I'm, genuinely back firing on all cylinders again but it's taken me a very long time 
you know, to to move into my next chapter. Um, yeah, really. And, what, and and this is coming from someone who had even the tools. You know, you had yeah. the tools, and yet it's still hard. And so. For anyone listening to this, you know, again, give yourself grace, give yourself grace, because even if you know what to do yeah. and you know rationally what you're supposed to do in certain situations of grief or transition or any hard times, um, it's still okay to fall apart. <laughs> it's still okay yeah. to take time, yeah. a, you know, away to give yourself space to go through the the painful times. Um because we we are human, right? We sometimes yeah. I think forget that we yeah. are. No, we are. We are only human after all. And there's a, right. I don't know if you, whether you've got that song over in America, but um, there's a there's a song, isn't there? Um, yeah. Yes, yes. You're only, human you're only, after all. Like yeah, man, yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Because because we are we are only human, and and actually, you know, when when somebody we we truly love, or something something, or if we've lost something we truly love we are going to grieve its loss and mm. you know we have to go on the on our journey of grief you know the grief garden path which is why the my second book, book yeah my yeah second so book. now share about this one and when did you write it and do you well, share in this book these the journey then of of your first husband Richard passing and then also yeah. Rob as well okay so share I share do, about I this do. book I do. I, I do. But it's so about three years ago, because I, I knew that I was going to be writing another book at some point. Um, I'd always known since I was about 11. And mind you, Mrs. Lowe, my English teacher, laughed at me when I said, I, I think I'm going to write a book one day. <laughs> so that, that put me off straight away. Um, so but I never knew quite what I was going to write about, you know, and and I think because I what I write about is real life I write and I and I just thought the most obvious thing to write about because I was getting this itch to write again and I write longhand with a pen you know pen and paper um I have actually started my you third must one, have beautiful that. penmanship to be able to write that <laughs> you see if I were to write if I were to write I'm showing you my notes I would not be able oh. to then no. pass it to yep you no. see I can't even read this again myself and I just wrote it so this is the notes from our conversation right now Julie well, and I'll still struggle struggle when I read them so I could not write a book with pen and paper oh that's funny no well you know I I I, I do I just that is how I write that's that's how I write and um I write as I speak as well so I do have to have a really good copy editor so that's just to say as you know it's it's not it's not me that's written it really well I have I have written it obviously yes yes yes, <laughs> but, um, yes. I have got a very good person that, that does that um and I also don't do the illustrations in it either um I've got two illustrators that um are fantastic and they they're amazing at I suppose interpreting my words Mm. you know and they they do it so beautifully and uh you know I've, I'm very blessed um so yeah the grief garden path I, I just knew I needed to write about grief you know I'd had a clinical experience of it through nursing midwifery you know babies but um, you know baby loss um I didn't ever have a maternal death um but of course in my nursing career I had I saw a lot of you know, death and dying and the the impact of that. And I was I was taught it on a sort of cerebral level. Mm -hmm. But actually the the lived experience of grief, in fact three weeks before the book went to print, I um I changed the dedication of it because I knew I did, I needed to dedicate it. It's very magnanimous of me by the way to to include Richard in the um <laughs> in the um yeah, uh, dedication What's the dedication yeah so it's dedicated to Richard and Rob and and then the other irony was was that last year during the lockdown my younger brother passed away who okay. I was very very close to and he is called Richard no yes you couldn't write it could you you couldn't no, no. Wow. so he um yeah he he was I mean I was his acting next of kin at the time and I mean he's at peace now and you know that's mm. that's really good for him um but going back to the grief garden path I think 
so from a clinical perspective, I knew, and but then I've I also used my my lived experience of it. But I also started interviewing people. So in the book, although it looks very, um, uh, it's a gift book. So it's a coffee table gift book. That's how it's designed. Um, there are actually in chapter three nine stories from people. Mm. None of them wanted to be an, anonymous. They all wanted to be known, and yeah, they. They were just, I, I'm so blessed that they, they trusted me with their stories. But I wanted them all to be back feeling the sunshine again. So all of them had lived the experience and were back feeling better, but still obviously loving the, the people that they'd lost. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's quite a powerful little book, really, because it's, you know, it helps people to understand the kind of, I've got two models of grief in there, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and Dershima, which is a contemporary model of grief. That one, I don't know. I don't know that one. Yeah, it's quite a quite a good, mm -hmm. I, I remember seeing his, it's just so simple. And I just thought, oh, that's where I am. I'm, I'm clearing up the mess that's been left behind. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and, and, and grief can follow all sorts of things you know can't it you know the loss of a relationship a lot but, but this this book is specifically for when somebody dies so yeah I I feel really proud of it and and then and then there's a whole chapter on on watering you you know because it's so important you know even from the get-go you know mm -hmm. from the um, I, yeah in grief yeah because in grief that's the part of again, you need to do more things that are filling you mm -hmm. up, right? During that time. So yeah. do you give some tips in terms of um, a ways in which people can water themselves yeah. during yeah. the grief journey? In yeah, that I, I, there's a whole chapter on, on it. And, you know, and I share, I share the exercises and, you know, um, yeah, it, it, it's in fact Catherine Dr. Catherine Mannix, who I did a live webinar with last year um, with Hospice UK. Um, we <laughs> at the very end of our of this webinar, we because because we were asked if we wanted to talk about our books, and mm -hmm. and actually we both looked at each other and we were both like, we don't want this to be about our book, you know, we didn't we we wanted it to be about the the subject. Um, but I came up with the idea that we read from each other's books, but we didn't know what, what the other one was going to be reading. So, and she read the whole, I mean, this is somebody who has got, she's a Sunday Times bestseller in the UK. She is the most incredible, incredible woman. She was, um, so she came very much from the dying aspect. So she'd be an amazing person for you to have on, um, oh, please, you know, on your podcast. Really yeah, she, connect us, she, yeah she's a really amazing woman and um but she she read the whole thing and she then she said and I've even done all the exercises in it and she showed us the exercises and <laughs> and this was um this was brilliant because she said do you know what she said I need to make more time for um and I actually know that she's just gone away with her husband for a week because she's her second book's just come out um and I know she's been really busy with that so yeah it, it, I, I know that she has taken on board the watering your analogy <laughs> yay so see everybody can always learn from someone else so even even if you had this idea of her being like oh wow it's you know what is her last name again Catherine what did Manics. you say Mo Manix Manix yeah yeah M-A-N-N-I-X yeah and so um for you to see her as this you know wow but she still you know was able to yeah. get so much from your book and so then you read then from one of her books then as well so that's yeah, a I great did. idea yeah. of doing that yeah yeah but, i did because and, and I'd, I'd read it from cover to cover and i'd loved it and because she she's a palliative care consultant uh, doctor mm -hmm. and um well, was and she's now retired but she's now campaigning for you know people having a a better experience of death because it's the you know it's one of the one things we're guaranteed in life isn't it um so let's yeah let's let's talk about that about death let's talk about what was your what were your uh feelings before having these two experiences back to back three now with your brother yeah what was 
what was your perspective growing up or what were you taught about death growing up and how did that impact your grief journey and how did that impact your grief journey? I think I was very protected. It's a really good question. Um, I think I was very protected as a child um, from difficult things. And I think that that can make things more difficult when you haven't had or maybe it's the fact that I didn't have anything really difficult happen. Mm. Maybe that was it, you know. Or so maybe I, things happened and like you said, you didn't even know that maybe no. things happened because they were covered no. up. Yeah, yeah. I think Did you ever have a pet? Think... Did you ever have a pet that oh, just ended up? Don't. Oh, you don't. never oh. had a pet growing yes. up? Yes, I had many pets. And did they just my, go my to a farm? Pet. Did it just go to the farm? Instead no, of the, your no, parents telling no, you that. No, no, it's, it's that. Okay. So the pet that I'm thinking about actually mm-hmm. um, was Sniff, my guinea pig. And actually, in my first book, there because both both my books, there's a like a non, there's a fictional story within a non. It's a non-fiction book. So, but there are guinea pigs in my first one, and in the second oh, one, cute. there's seagulls. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But I actually dedicated. <laughs> I didn't dedicate the book to the guinea pig, but. Oh, I actually, I, I actually included Sniff in it because he was such a beautiful little guinea pig. Um, he used to follow me around the garden, and I love that guinea pig. Um, so what happened very, when he died at the bottom of my parents' garden in a Yeah. So what happened pot. when he died? For example, was that your first oh. experience with death? Then, when you were a kid, was it Sniff dying? <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about Sniff. That's so funny. I, no, it's um, important. It's so important, Julie, because we're talking about like, you know, the part of thinking that you might have not had things that happen. You know, it's as if we, we, right? Yeah, it's as if we Mm -hmm. kind of miss, put it on the side that this aspect of our our mascots, our pets, you know, being such a huge part of our our life Mm -hmm. and that when they Mm -hmm. die, it does have a huge impact. And then how it's, how it's maybe, um, you know, how, how the family handles it too mm, will impact mm-hmm. maybe other things that come to us in life. Yeah, That's why yeah, I asked. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's really, no, it's really good question. Really good question. Cause um, yeah, I mean, he must've had a big impact because I use, I taught, I wrote about him in my, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and these undies living under the trampoline and everything. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's um, yeah. He obviously did have quite a big impact on me, I think. And, yeah. but, but I think, I think that, you know, I was, I was very loved as a child. I was, I mean, that's something I'm very, very lucky. Um, I, I think seeing my children in pain, you know, Mm. was worse than anything because, you know, if anybody wants to read, there's a really good pod, um, really good blog actually that I wrote. Um, it's called Nigel. Um, if you go to my website, which is, uh, julienew.co.uk, you can you can read it because that'll give you a taste of of how bad things got with Polly on her journey but then you can look at her now and you think well you know she's she's just done she's doing really well you know um but she had a lot of support from me um on that journey and I got people to help her and support her and then we got Nigel talking of pets we got uh, Nigel the dog which is He's this little, little dog and he changed her life, you know, um, because it, it, it changed her attitude towards her birthday because her birthday was when her dad died. And, um, you know, so, yeah, yeah. So pets, pets have played a big part in our lives actually. Yeah. Okay. So then death, death, was it something back to, because I interrupted with the pet story, but I, with asking you about the pet. So was death something that was talked about in your home when you were little? Do you know, I honestly can't remember that it was. Okay. So you don't remember ever your parents having gone to a funeral or anything like that at all? I knew, I mean, I knew that my, my grandparents had died before I was born um mm-hmm. so on a on a level I knew yeah I kind of knew that people died I knew that and what was died. believed what was believed in your home about what happens to people when they die when you oh were that's a up? really good question oh my goodness um <laughs> so so I I'm I'm a I'm a Christian I I believe mm-hmm. that, that that there is something greater than us 
I, 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 mm. I believe that. And I, you know, we used to go to church at Christmas and Easter and, and what have you. So I think I've always had a, a strong faith myself in, 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 in God. Um, so, and I think that does help. I think it helps me knowing that my loved ones have gone to a better place. Um, and that like, like my brother, he was a, he was a gardener actually, um, and a, a tree surgeon. And, you know, I can imagine him tending God's allotment. Do you know what I mean? Or something, yeah. you know, cause he, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's, and and he's, he suffered terribly when he was, when he was here, but actually mm. I, I felt an incredible sense of peace when he died mm. and I still feel that now. Mm. So, so Richard's death kind of brought me a different aspect to what it's, what it's like to grieve the loss of somebody because actually I, I don't feel, I mean, it might come back to bite me in a few years time. I don't know, but I don't think it will because he's so at peace and I know he's gone to a better place. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So the, your, your spiritual beliefs have played a huge part in your grief journey, um, in bringing some kind of peace or in closure in that, in that yeah. respect. Yes. I, I, you know, that's part of the reason when I started this podcast was my own curiosity of how people grieved and whether their beliefs in, death around death played a part in their grief journey and how that dynamic kind of worked and um that was part of my part of my curiosity wow. so that's yeah. um that struck for me to to um to have the podcast of course of my own life ex experiences were part of that and knowing that this could be a tool but um but it was also my curiosity to to find out if it played a part in the grief journey, um, having some kind of hope uh, around what happens when we die. And of what I've yeah. observed, it does play, even people that don't believe in God per se, still hold on to some idea of what yeah. happens when we die yeah. that gives them yeah. hope. So, so and, and, and that's, and that's why, that's why I called um, where I work, Hope HQ, because, it's I, th I think that's something that we we always have is hope mm -hmm. in fact there's a be really beautiful um poem that was shared by a seven-year-old little girl um called rosie um called hope which um somebody like it was she sh she wrote it last year and it was it was shared on my um uh, facebook group page which i actually started that group when um, I was leaving work because I, I was on my knees and they all wanted me to keep them connected in some way, my clients and people that came to my events and all that. Um, and yeah, it's her, her mum's part of part of that, that group. And she shared this poem. Um, I wish I had it actually to hand because I'd love to read it because I think I think it's. it's It'd be if a good end to to... For, if you want to look for it, please do. What is the well? I what is your uh, Facebook group page called? So it's called Forever Flowers. <laughs> it would be Forever wouldn't it? Flowers. Yeah, Forever my... Flowers is their Facebook group, and is it is yes. it public? People can find it, or can they find it's it on your? It's a private group. Website? Yeah, it's, okay. it's a private group. Um, so people can request to join the group. Okay. Um, and they'll be very, very welcome. I've got people in 24 countries now in that group. That's we started wonderful. off with 50, 50 women, and now we have men and women um, above the age of 16. Um, but I think we've got almost a thousand people in there. Um, and, and and people it's mainly for supporting each other and it's, well, it's, it, well, it's really just to receive. It's not. I, I never put any pressure on anybody to share anything. And so when people do share something, which was really the case of of this, of this girl. let me just yeah. have a look and see if I can yes, find that'd be wonderful. somebody liked it and then it, it reminded me of it and and I thought oh that's so lovely I'd forgotten about that um, because so I actually I'll... did promise her that I would put it on my wall but so I'll share the your website then below so julienew.co.uk is that correct that is correct oh yes, but you know I think I'm going to find it 
Yay. And then the Ooh. Facebook group for the listeners is Forever Flower Flowers. I've got it. I've got it. Yay. And here is Rosie. And Rosie, what a perfect name for her in this group of flowers for her to. Yes. And she lost lost her dad when she was four. Wow. And And she wrote this at what age? Do you know about how old she was? Well, I reckon she she wrote it. um, Oh, gosh. Well, seven. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, shall I read it to you? So, yes, this is what Rosie wrote Hope. Hope is a value. Hope is a sign. Hope is something we can, can rely on at any time. Hope is a wish we hope will come true. Hope is a thing where its magic is never due. Hope brings us together. Hope will come true. Thank you, Hope, for making our wishes come true. Isn't that just beautiful? I got chills. I got chills. Oh, so beautiful. And, I, and I, I, I promised her that I would actually put that on my wall. So I'm but I'm going to make a pledge. Oh, <laughs> that, it's so that is, is going to go on my wall. So um, beautiful. I'm get, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I got, you see, I got oh, little goosebumps. I got chills. Be- beautiful, beautiful. I'll let what her know. Yeah, so beautiful, and and it's like the purity that comes from, yeah. gosh, from these souls. And and do you know do you know what she she was at my book launch of the Grief Garden Path, and she was one of the first in the in the queue, but she also helped us with the raffle, um. So we were we were raising money for the Good Grief Trust, which is um a, a charity in the UK that I'm I'm part of, and uh, well I'm I'm not part of it, but I I support them, um. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, she, my husband, Neil, he had her, you know, helping us with this raffle and she was brilliant. She was, And I think she even read a poem that night that she'd written. So, look at, well, we, we're going to have to be yeah, on Rosie. the lookout for Rosie's books in the future. <laughs> She's probably going to come up with her own coffee book, you know, coffee table book uh, with yeah. all her poems at one point. So beautiful. Julie, is there anything I did not ask you that you would like to just share with the listeners before we uh, say goodbye uh, today? Um, is there anything you'd like to share further on either your books or, and I'll definitely share these. And again, the names of the books are who are the flowers in your garden? And actually that's a good way to even like a good um, journal entry for all of us to start at one yeah. point of really reflecting of who are the go- but that's the name of your book and then the grief garden path and i'll share yeah. your your websites anything else yeah, you'd like I, th- to share? I think i think that so my, my my the name of my work is is um my business is changes forever and mm-hmm. so i think somebody was that, that worked with me when I was coming back to work. Um, she kept on saying, change is forever, change is forever. It sounds like change is forever. And then she suddenly said, change is forever, but the pain doesn't have to be. And I think that's what I'd like to leave us with today. Yes. Change is forever, but the pain doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. And and for those of you also too listening, if you've liked you know what you've heard, you know you can reach Julie and also have her as a yeah. coach as well. And, well, since, uh, since and you have a unique recovery. And, yeah. I'm sorry. Since the lockdown, I've, I'm working with people all over the world now, which yes. is, which is lovely. Um, uh, yeah. And, and yeah, I've, I hope HQ doors are open to anyone now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Anybody, anywhere, as long as you're able to connect and you yeah. can uh, find all that information, yes, because you do have a, a, a way of guiding people through these different yeah. um, into know, their, ways. Into their, their new, into their new chapter, yeah. New chapters yeah. of their life, because that's it's yeah. chapters. It's absolutely that. It's moments in our life, and we think of it sometimes yeah. when something happens as if it's permanent, right? And But it's it's just part of this whole book of our lives is just one of the yeah. chapters, and we go from different chapters. So Thank yeah. you so much. It's been lovely talking to you and learning really from you Thank and you. making me reflect as to what flower it is I am or shrub <laughs> or weed <laughs> on the grass somewhere. <laughs> I'll have, to, I'll have nah. to think of it. <laughs> well, you know, there's a whole other debate that is. That's a whole other podcast. 
<laughs> a whole weed. other one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have to interview people as to what it is we could, you know, to hop on, hop on live. And then beyond, the name of your podcast then again? So that oh, people uh, the grief can be on the lookout. And it's, it's coming out on the 3rd of December, which is National Grief Awareness Week, the first day of it in okay. the UK. Well, perfect. Well, thank you thank so you much. Thank you so much. much. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. Thank you again so much for choosing to listen today. I hope that you can take away a few nuggets from today's episode that can bring you comfort in your times of grief. If so, it would mean so much to me if you would rate and comment on this episode. And if you feel inspired in some way to share it with someone who may need to hear this, please do so. Also, If you or someone you know has a story of grief and gratitude that should be shared so that others can be inspired as well, please reach out to me. And thanks once again for tuning in to Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. Have a beautiful day.